Hey, Mike, I'm pumped to talk to you about this game. It is competitive, colorful, and cool as hell. It's Splatoon 2. Check it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's what they say. No, They're cool it lingo. Is. It's 100% what they say. <laughs> Am I not cool enough to say it like Splatoon? Uh, you have a better chance of getting away with it than I do, I think. All right, cool. Well, I thought it was pretty appropriate that it is also Inktober and we are talking about this game. I thought it was just too perfect. Oh, that was why we picked it, right? We knew that. We picked oh, yeah, it. yeah, totally. Yeah, in advance. On theme? We're really good at this. Splatoon 2 is the follow-up to Splatoon, naturally. Did you ever play Splatoon? I didn't. Okay. I did Because it was on the Wii U. That's why nobody played it. I don't even think I have a Wii U. No. I mean, and that, no. it, it was, this was the problem with a lot of Wii U games. And it's why a lot of those Wii U games come to the Switch, um, either in a remastered version or a slightly different version. Like Splatoon 2 is not a huge overhaul from Splatoon. It did add some new modes and stuff that we'll talk about later on. But the majority of the game is is still the same. And I played Splatoon uh, on the Wii U. I really liked it, but it was just never going to be a game that really went anywhere on that console, I think. So you definitely think that Splatoon 2 is a big improvement over the first one? In some areas. like it It has new modes to it, which are great, right? But the core gameplay is still the same most of the design is still the same it looks basically the same like it is definitely an improvement but it's not a major leap but i don't think it needed it like honestly i believe that um, nintendo would do for splatoon what they did for mario kart where they were just like here's splatoon again right because (laughs) Mm -hmm. they just was like well we couldn't sell enough of the first one because people didn't own the wii u but they own the the Switch, so here you go. But they did actually put a lot of work into it. And this is one of the things that's so interesting to me about Splatoon in general, because it was really notable because it was a brand new IP, a brand new game Mm -hmm. on the Wii U from Nintendo. And that doesn't happen very often. Right. Where they're like, here is a new big thing that we care about. And Splatoon is it. And I kind of even noticed that the Splatoon characters who I didn't recognize until I started playing the game are also in Mario Kart. Yeah, they're coming to Super Smash as well. Yeah, so it's like the let's grab all of our known characters and make them playable options. And I'm like, who Mm -hmm. are these people? Like, (laughs) I had no concept of who they were. Um, I really fell in love with this game. It was... Uh, quite a surprise because it was one of those things they had that demo mode on. And so we downloaded the demo one. Um, I don't know what it was like that little free beginner download for it. And Mm -hmm. it was just kind of a rainy day in the summertime. It had not much to do. And it was coming off of playing Mario Rabbids, which was also kind of a more competitive um, turn-based game anyway that i don't know it just felt like it just flowed into each other that i was like oh okay i'm ready to give this a try you know it's it's not like a breath of the wild or one of those adventure games this is more of a competitive game so giving it a try it was just such as at first it was it was strange because they give you that little tutorial and then i wasn't sure what was going on because i couldn't find a way for me and my son to play together so there was no way for like the two of us to play And so it ended up being um, he was playing a whole bunch and then I was playing a whole bunch and I just kind of really fell for it because 
they provide some really nice little tricks to keep you playing. And I'm sure we're going to get into that. But it just, it hooks you without becoming addictive, if that makes sense. Yeah. Does, do you feel it, that well, way? It's, because It's snackable because the games are yeah. three minutes long, you know, in, in most instances. And we should say, in case you're not familiar, Splatoon ostensibly is a multiplayer shooter game. But there's a lot more nuance to it than that that we will get into. But like, just so you can frame it, it is like a mostly team-based um, f- third-person shooter game, which is played online against other people. By and large, that's like the core of what the game is. But you can't talk to anybody, really. And so that is great. And you, um, they change up the maps, which, oh, oh, we'll get, we'll get into it. But should we get into it now? Yeah. (laughs) I'm already ready. I, I, the way you put it, it's snackable is so great because they provide you with different snacks at different times of day and different days. So the maps change. So you're not you don't have access to everything all the time. And neither can you choose. Right. And you can't choose. It's kind of like it's it's already predetermined. You have kind of like a um, a loading screen that essentially gives you the rundown of the maps at the time that you're playing. And it changes every, I don't know, few hours or so, maybe mm-hmm. even less. But that makes it so dynamic because you're not you, you don't have access to everything, so you can't exhaust all of your options really fast. You have to play it at the pace that they're kind of providing it for you. And I, I really, I like that. I've never played a game that had that map variability before in that way. Especially in this type of game, it seems. I mean, I'm sure that there are other examples, but typically this type of game, like the multiplayer online game of some description people want to choose their favorites or you know that there are lots of choices that people want to make or they'll want to be on fixed teams with their friends or whatever Mm -hmm. and splatoon really does kind of buck against a lot of that which i Mm -hmm. do enjoy because i think it adds to the overall feeling of approachability that splatoon has that other multiplayer games multiplayer team-based shooters do not have for me um, the fact that things are mixed up quite a lot, the matchmaking is quite mixed up, the teams are kind of switched around even within the groups of people that are playing. I think it adds to allowing things to be leveled out a little bit more so I mm-hmm. don't feel like I'm constantly being destroyed in this game. Let alone the fact that, and I want you to talk about this, that killing everybody on the opposing team is not the objective nor is it the best way to win the majority of the game types. Yeah, and it's not even extremely possible because everyone's regenerating all the time in Mm -hmm. different places. There's really no way. I mean, someone can be definitely more on the defense when they position themselves into an area and you can kind of fend off people from, um, I guess, painting or taking over the area, depending on the game type you want to play. You don't have to play like that. Like, you don't have to go over to that person that is taking everybody out. You can, like, find a way around it. There's always a way that you can play based on your skill level or your preference, which I really love. And especially when it comes to something like the rank ranked battles, they put them... They put you into classes based on your ability or your experience level so you don't feel so leveled out or out of the loop. Like when you start playing ranked battles, when you are when you have a high enough rank to actually start playing those, 
they put you in with all the noobs, you know, like mm-hmm. you're in like a nice little like cushiony noob area and everyone's kind of the, the same skill level and you can level up and then you get put into higher ranked battles. And those battles are more of um, like team based games that you're essentially doing. Some are like a tower control or a capture the flag kind of competitive situation between two teams. So it's it's different gameplay. And those are also varied based on the 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 maps du jour you know that they are playing at the time so you can you don't even have control over which of these games you can play you would be playing at a particular time that you are starting up the game so it kind of just happens to you and if it's like oh i can't stand this clam one which neither me or mike like then we don't play it because it's just not fun or we're not very good at it so we wait for another one to come up uh that is more fun so yeah, so do you want to go over the game types that we have? Yeah, I think the ones that we're not really going to focus on are like leagued battles or ranked battles. We don't really do these ones so much. They require different classes and they're different game types. League battles I've never done. They're like multiple hour battles that you can... They're competitive. This is like the real kind of high level competitive stuff. Mm-hmm. They have the ranked battles, which you can basically, once you're at a good enough level, you can start competing and level up and go into different tiers and get more bonuses that way. I like those. I like them a lot. They're... Uh, they're good, but they're my favorite is my favorite game type is turf war, which is basically all that regular battles are. But ranked mm-hmm. battles have stuff like splat zones and tower control and rainmaker, which are like different game types where the objectives is like capture the flag or protect mm-hmm. a base, that kind of stuff. There is salmon run, which is a two to four player wave based kind of mechanic. This is new to Splatoon two. It was the big thing that they added when it launched, which is you can join up with some friends or a small team and you're basically protecting a base from oncoming enemies and there's different kind of bosses that you have to go through whilst collecting up salmon eggs uh, to deposit and you have to get a certain amount of these eggs to progress through to the next wave. Mm -hmm. There's a single player game. This was in the original and in the second. It's kind of a platformer. It is a good way to learn the mechanics of Splatoon and it also just gives you a place to like go and play a game which is more chill where there's less competitiveness. This got significantly expanded in a DLC called the Octo expansion and the difference here is it added like a significant story which the single player didn't really have before. But Splatoon is focused primarily around the turf war battles. Mm-hmm. That's where, like, in my opinion, all of the mechanics that exist in the game really shine here. And this is kind of like your standard multiplayer game. It's a turf war. So the idea is two teams. The team who has painted with their ink guns or weapons the most of the overall map wins. Mm-hmm. it's such a great mechanic because it allows for people to play however they want. You can be offensive and you can attack because whilst you're attacking, you're painting the area. And if you attack someone and you knock them out, there is a time period where they have to wait to be regenerated, to be, to be respawned. And then whilst that's happening, if there's less people on the playing field, it allows for your team to overall cover the base more, right? Because there's less, they're able to attack more because there's less defense for them. But the other great thing about Splatoon, I think, is what makes it so different to other types of games is if you don't want to attack people, 
You can just concentrate on painting as much of the area as you can. You can stay out of people's way completely. Every team needs that person, 100%. right? Like, you won't win if you don't have that. Yeah, everyone needs the person that stays behind, doesn't rush forward with everyone else to like paint the base because every part of the map that remains unpainted by either team doesn't count. So it's beneficial to spend the time, paint as much as your side of the base as you can while other members of the team um, are are moving the kind of front line forward in terms of the paint color across the map. So it's like you can choose where you are in any of those, or you can like be the person that just kind of rushes into the other side and Zerg rush. But like, <laughs> there's so many nice little ways that you can find your strength or how it's fun for you to play uh, without engaging in that like hyper competitive um, feel of most shooter games. Yeah, and what I mean, mentioned this earlier, but I really like that the games are just three minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just like a really nice, quick way to play the game. You know, it's everything is condensed to to a nice period of time, and it does make it easy to jump in and out because you can just mm-hmm. play play one more three minutes and then you're done. And and I like it a lot for that. And they vary the team so nicely that even if you happen to be playing with similar people over and over again, because that's just who are who's on the server at the time, mm-hmm. it will mix everything up. So like when Mike and I were playing together, which was super fun, I yep. really, really enjoyed having a friend on a team, even though it's fairly random. They put you either on the same team or on opposing teams, which makes it really fun. And it it switches it up. So it, it's not always guaranteed where we're going to be. And we don't know. It doesn't even alternate regularly. So it makes it the whole dynamic of it really great. And it doesn't give you any sort of hyper competitiveness because you have you only have like a three minute loyalty to your team. So there's really very little way unless you kind of set up private games with your friends to form kind of a... A, a, a working um, like an machine alliance. of a team yeah yeah <laughs> or even just like getting really good with your team you know like everyone kind of moves in sync and everyone knows what to do you are always starting out with like a fresh team that everyone just kind of has to find their way within three minutes to get this job done that everyone's trying to get done and that's part of what i really like about the ranked battles too in that you have to accomplish something as a team that isn't just painting it's like something else that you are after and i i like the ranked battles because i feel like when they come up randomly so you get like this is what we're going to be playing this hour is this kind of ranked battle let's say like tower control you have to kind of pick what weapon you want based on that game so not every weapon is great at everything and so if you have a various ways of of your um, equipment for painting that you would pick, right? (laughs) And it depends on what you're playing and what you're doing and what kind of position you like to take in any game. What I guess it's the ranked battles or turf war. That piece of equipment will help or hinder you depending on the situation. You know, so going back to talking about the teams for a second, like Mm -hmm. when we were playing together, because we played a bunch of multiplayer together, I knew that it did this thing where it kind of randomized stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I, don't, I wasn't very excited about that. Like I wanted, I thought like I wanted to play with you the whole time. But I actually liked it way more 
that sometimes we were together on a team and we could like celebrate or commiserate together or mm-hmm. other times we would be on opposing teams and then one of us got to win right and like laugh at the other one like it was fun <laughs> yeah. that we it had was. moments where we could be together and moments where we were apart and one of the other great things about that is if you're in like this you're kind of like in a group of eight people who split into randomly into four in like two teams of four every match sometimes you'll be playing you're like oh my god there is a person on the opposing team who is so good right like they're mm-hmm. like really talented and then the next game they're on your team it's like haha we're gonna win this one <laughs> and i like that it's mixed up like that because otherwise if if it was just all the time like groups of four friends playing together you know like game these games like player unknown battlegrounds and stuff like that mm-hmm. there are these teams that are just so freaking good you will never be able to beat them yeah, But that doesn't happen in Splatoon because sometimes I'm on the right team or sometimes I'm on the wrong team, even though we're always the good guys, which is funny. I totally wanted to mention that, that like your team is always the good guys and yeah. you're always playing against the bad guys. <laughs> and that is shown in one of my very favorite things about this game, which is the final screen. So when you complete a Turf War game, um, everything ends and you're shown a blank kind of map like a, an unpainted map of the area that you've been in. Like it's just kind of like top down. And then it shows it with all of the paint covered. So you see it as like, this is how you painted the map for the whole time. Mm-hmm. So you can see your color and the team's color. So you can see how everything was painted. But it doesn't tell you who's won at that point. You just see the <laughs> color. And then like you're like, oh, did we win it? Did we win Like you try and work <laughs> it out. And then they put this bar up and... It then like shows the percentages, but like those last few seconds, there's like a little musical clip that plays, and like then there's like this like crescendo, and then it shows who the winner is, and I love it every single time. Like it's yeah. it's such a great way to finish those games. Oh, it totally gives me that like excited adrenaline of did yep. we make it, especially when it looks really even and you win by like one percent or something, yep. and it's it is so exciting. And then the way that they have the two colors just crash together at the meeting point of like what their percentage is, it just it gives you that exhilarated victory, like the yeah yep. <laughs> or the ah. <laughs> it just it makes you yell out loud. And I have frequently even playing by myself and not with Mike when we were just talking to each other on Twitch and everything, I, I'm still like yelling at the TV mm-hmm. out loud and I could be completely playing by myself and I'll definitely go, oh, when it was really close and you really thought you had it because every time it makes that the music at that moment, like you said, and the style of presenting the winners and losers on the map, it really, it, it revs you up to a point of, oh, all of a sudden I care. Like, I don't know how it does that, but it just, it makes you care about the outcome of this silly three minute game that you, that you just played. And that is really, really good gameplay. And I like that when you're playing these games, sometimes you have absolutely no, when you're actually in the game, you have no idea as to how you're doing because Mm -hmm. the map changes so quickly, you know, like sometimes you feel like you're being destroyed but then you have a string of good luck on your team and you start pushing forward again. And this is all exemplified for me in the final minute. So the final minute, (laughs) there's all the music for this game is incredible throughout. There are just some absolutely wonderful tracks. Like it is so infectious. Some of the pieces that they use are just really great. They're great for adrenaline. It just sounds super cool. There's so many wonderful influences that have clearly gone into this game. 
like especially musically and, and from a, like a design perspective that we'll talk about in a little bit. But the final minute always has this same music. And as soon as that music hits, everyone just kicks it up a gear. It's, <laughs> it's like whatever situation you're in right now, something has to change, right? Either you yeah. now need to play way more defensively or you now need to really start attacking because you know you're not going to do it otherwise. And the games are pretty much always really won in that last minute. That's when mm-hmm. that's when things kind of will change in some way and that's how the game is secured by the winning team. Yeah, the the tempo increasing in that last minute and the countdown as like the omnipresent number like right up there like always you can always see it the whole time you're playing it it does it just gives you that extra like okay we can do this team like <laughs> you can do it and then um, there's also a great little thing about the quirk about the maps is that you can at, like fall off the map at a, at a couple of the different yeah, yeah. maps like you could just fall off the world and it's it's kind of like oh now i just took myself out like and it was a total accident i'm like i let you down team <laughs> but it's so it's it's nice that it's not always someone else's fault that you get kind of knocked out of the game yep. for a little bit sometimes it's your own fault and you feel so silly for it but it uh it, it really i just I, see this is one of those games that i didn't think that i was gonna have a ton to talk about for but then when I get into it, like I get all pumped up because of how much I really like it and how joyful it really is. Well, I get pumped up for the loot box. So I think <laughs> it might right, be time, time to go to the loot box <laughs> and then we can continue talking about Splatoon 2. As usual, we like to tell everybody where we are and and what we're doing um, over in social media worlds and various other places that aren't just this podcast. And we like to do it here in the loop box. And I want to talk about our Instagram account, which is super fun. And we try and post screenshots and various little tidbits from our streams and things that we've played. And we had an extremely cool, really special thing kind of not fall into our laps would you say mike but it 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 keeps appearing an opportunity presented itself (laughs) yeah yeah a very talented opportunity by the name of jelly uh presented himself as he started doing some fan artwork for us uh for the show and these great little caricatures of me and mike and he very coolly did one for um stardew valley and we were like, we need these. We need these for like every show. Yep. And so I think that it is now a permanent fixture yep. that Jelly will be, we've commissioned him to do artwork of our, the little caricatures he made of us for every show, every game that we have talked about. And the Splatoon one is so cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it's super cool because I obviously have the drop on you. So, I mean. Yeah, so <laughs> it is the show out for this episode, but it's also on our Instagram, which is at Instagram.com slash playing for fun FM. So you can see it there. And I, I mean, I said this to Jelly. I have a bone to pick with Jelly because I don't, I don't fully understand why he's so <laughs> very, very clearly not only just had you in, in, a, in a really cool pose, but you are about to absolutely obliterate me with your paint roller weapon. Uh, <laughs> and he's tried to explain this away a bunch of times that like, oh, you know, that I'm moving and she might not get me and my angle is at such a way that I might be able to take tip down. No, there's no way. Uh, Jelly shows bias and um, 
Tiff is gonna destroy me in this artwork. <laughs> it's still great. I still love it. it I love my. Great. I love the color beard that I have. That's my favorite thing. Yeah, your purple beard is quite epic. I can get over my absolute destruction. The details in these pieces are just what blow me away, and yep. how accurate they are to everything that we've doing. It, it just the little hidden Easter eggs in it all. I mean, each of our for the Splatoon one, each of our characters are basically cosplaying our Splatoon characters, and the Stardew Valley one. It looks exactly like our Stardew Valley characters that we set up for our playing together Twitch streams, and so they are wonderful and i can't wait to make like ten thousand fractures of them <laughs> mm-hmm. talking about stardew uh we will be getting back to stardew soon uh because we have a lot to do um on player farm so we mm-hmm. we stream those as we've been streaming splatoon and we try and stream a lot of the games that we play and that's over at twitch.tv slash playing for fun fm our twitter where we will tell you when we're streaming is at twitter.com slash playing for fun fm it's playing for fun fm basically everywhere we make sure we try and keep that simple for you mm-hmm. all um but we do have a sponsor for this episode that i want to tell our listeners about too tiff and that is chegg chegg is a leader in online study help with chegg you can search free scholarships browse course reviews get 24 7 study help and rent textbooks for a fraction of the cost that you might be paying in the bookstore all in one big education redefining student hub you can also tap into chegg's massive library of step-by-step textbook solutions we're talking everything from accounting and biology to calculus and mechanical engineering. And the Czech Study app can help you whether you're studying for midterms, prepping for a final exam, or just struggling with homework. And if you need help with a tough problem right away, you can use the Czech Study app to snap a quick picture of your assignment, your homework, or whatever, and submit it instantly to Czech's experts. How amazing is that? Oh, I'm I'm stuck with my homework. <laughs> I'll just send it to Jeg, and they'll take care of it for me. I would have loved this when I was a student. Like these this these types of resources are so cool. Textbooks are expensive, and you don't have to worry about that. And twenty four seven help with homework and assignments. That is quite a relief. So for $5 off your first month subscription, go to chegg.com slash playingforfun right now and use the promo code playingforfun. That's C-H-E-G-G dot com slash playingforfun and the promo code playingforfun for $5 off your first month subscription. Our thanks to Chegg for their support of this show at Relay FM. So we also want to talk about our subscribers a little bit on Twitch and we have a number of subscribers now and it's been so cool and we love seeing them and we also do this cool little thing on our playing for farm <laughs> playing for farm <laughs> playing for fun farm over on Twitch uh, for Stardew Valley. We've been naming all of our animals after subscribers here yep. and there so that's been really fun and you too Oh, and we can have, have subscriber badges now. Oh, wait, that's right. You want to tell them about that before I read some names? So this is a new thing that if you are a subscriber to our uh, Twitch account, so you can go to twitch.tv slash playingforfunfm and you can become a subscriber. You can become a, a Prime subscriber where you hook up your Amazon Prime account and you get a free sub. There's a bunch of different ways you can do that. But if you do become a subscriber, you now, when you're in our chat, you get a little badge next to your name, which is a little coin with a P on it, which is you know mm-hmm. kind of like how we have the little R coin as well. But this is a playing for fun, like a, you have a player, coin and we have uh, gold silver and bronze depending on how long you've been a subscriber for as well so that's a new new little thing i love all the little uh, trinkets and and fun things you can get for being a a twitch subscriber it's really cool i do i also like how they're little they're squared off little Mm -hmm. coins i don't know they just feel like 
like tiles it's pixel like, coins you know yeah but they're just they're they're cooler i don't know it's cooler mm-hmm. than around cool <laughs> but you can be cool like a couple of our subscribers uh we like to read some names um just so everyone kind of feels a little some goodness when you hear your name read on the air i don't know i really like it uh i want to read card number nine right in roman numerals there we go card number nine that's good i would have just gone with card number x but i, I feel like <laughs> you've, you've made it could be card number one. x <laughs> Who knows? we'll find out uh t pricked and endless tea so thank you for all three of you and everyone else who is out there as a subscriber on our twitch for playing for fun fm we appreciate and really like you guys we dig you we, we check it you. <laughs> you get, are you and trying to make this a catchphrase the check it mm-hmm. i'm stealing it from splatoon I'm, I'm connecting things come on if you do miss any of our streams, you can also catch archive videos um, on our YouTube channel as well at youtube.com slash playingforfunfm. And as always, if you do enjoy this show that we love to do, uh, please tell a friend because it helps get the word out to more people. We really enjoy this and uh, I know that many of you do too. So if you enjoy this show, please, please tell some more. We use different types of weapons. There are many types of weapons, but me and you use very distinctly different weapons in Splatoon. So I'll give a quick kind of overview. There are rollers, like actual paint rollers um, as a a weapon. There are paint brushes. We'll get to that. Big paint brushes (laughs) that you can use. Um, There are a selection of kind of more traditional looking guns, but they're branded and designed in a way to kind of downplay what they are they actually look more like water guns than anything else mm-hmm. but kind of in essence there are miniguns bazookas sniper rifles and handguns which are either single or dual i use the uh, dual handgun which is called the splat doolies mm-hmm. and tiff you, you what is the name of the paint roller that you use i don't know i use them all actually oh, like really? i just i continually upgrade my okay. paint roller so every time i there's a new um, better increase one. in a rank right. and they have a new one available i, I get it there's also um buckets which there are yeah, buckets, like buckets but of paint. the bucket is the worst weapon i don't understand why people <laughs> use the bucket it's the worst uh but why do you use the paint roller weapon like how do you feel like it matches the way you want to play well, I, so I'm not really aiming, I'm going for coverage, yes. right? And that's what I prefer. So the paint roller being this gigantic paint roller, it has massive amounts of coverage. Like, so you could just run around of it in front of you and just cover yep. everything you see in, in paint. It's quite cool. That's exactly what I do. And so I'm more of like the hang back and paint all the corners first, and then I'll go on the offensive attack afterwards. And I feel like the paint roller is really good for my attack style because you once it's full you can kind of like swing it and it throws tons of paint so it's almost like a bucket in that sense what if you're comparing weapons because you can throw throw the paint with the paint roller in addition to just rolling it and that very quickly takes people out because someone on the opposing team gets taken out when they aren't essentially when they're not surrounded by their ink anymore and you get enough hits in and so that's when they kind of get pushed away because they're just too much incorporated with your color front instead of theirs so the paint roller it does it really easily i don't know i just feel like when i'm on top of somebody because that's usually when i have any kind of um battle conflict with an actual other person that's that's just the best for me i don't have the aiming ability for the smaller shooting weapons and it just doesn't cover as much i just want to be like blah and get it all out 
I don't know. It feels yeah, like it works just, great. Your like offensive combat is close quarters, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to be right on top of somebody to get them, but it does work. Oh yeah. And I've always been like a melee weapon preferred yes. person in almost every single game that I've played. That's so. a good point. I never really I'm thought not a range that like that fighter. the roller is and the paintbrushes, they're the melee weapons. I hadn't thought mm-hmm. of that. Like because it's quite clear what the guns are, right? But like yep. <laughs> I hadn't worked out, but yeah, they're the melee weapons. I mean and, and I I've played with all of the different weapons types. You know, I played with the roller for a while um, and, and I like it, but I personally prefer the more flexibility that I feel I get from, especially the Julies, the, the two, because mm-hmm. you get to cover quite a bit of the ground in front of you. Because what I'll typically do is I'll try and paint a small area or I'll paint far out in front of me. Then I will transform into the squid, squid. You press a button and you turn into a squid from being the character that you are. And you can then swim in the ink. Yeah, faster than you could possibly walk. Exactly. Too. So that's how you yeah. run effectively. Um, I swim in the ink pretty far and then I'll kind of cover more of an area. But And that works for me as kind of like a quick way, like cover, move, cover, move. But mm-hmm. then I for I do like the offense of being able to take other people out with shooting them. Um, I've, I'm pretty decent at that in this game. Typically not in other games, but for some reason it works for me in Splatoon. I think it's a lot of the fact that it's it requires more movement. Like you can't really, well, you can't like one shot people in this game. Like that's not like a Mm-mm. thing that you can do, right? And so, one of the great things that I like about it is that the, the precision is different. You know, and the, and the yeah. attack modes are different. And I like that I can kind of move around and take somebody down, and it works for me. Yeah, the target area is a lot wider. Much wider. Uh, you don't have to be a precision shooter to um be effective yeah. in this game so it, it I, I like the balance and then just for me like it works and, and i one my favorite thing about playing this game with you on some streams is i got better over time which was great you like, did at first i was like yeah so bad. oh my <laughs> god you're, so bad <laughs> you keep winning you keep getting the top rank of your team which is yeah. nice they show you all that too mm-hmm. they show you how well you've done or how many people you've taken out how much um turf you've covered yeah it's also as you said like it also includes it's turf it's not like the mm-hmm. person who took the most people down does not equate to winning like mm-hmm. you could have like taken nobody out but painted a ton of the base area in Turf War mm-hmm. and you can come top in your team. And I like that balance because, like, look, a shooter game is kind of out of sorts for the type of stuff that we tend to talk about here because it's not really the types of games that I think we necessarily play too much. But Splatoon really does the very best that it can to try and make a game that is in that style but including kind of none of the nastiness of what mm-hmm. tends to be in those games, right? Like, no one's bleeding in Splatoon, yeah. right? Yep. Like, no one's getting hurt in Splatoon. Like, that's never yep. a thing that happens. You just have to go and, like, recharge your ink back at the base, and then you come back again. Like, that's effectively how it works. Like, it's not... It, it has a lot of the excitement of those types of games without that, like, gross feeling that you may get from multiplayer shooters like splatoon is by none my favorite multiplayer shooter of all time like i love it 
I love it. It's yeah. great because it makes me feel good. Yeah, it makes me feel good too. It and it is a video game version of playing paintball or color wars. Have you ever played color wars? No. Or seen that? It's basically um it's usually like a camp game or or some sort of like team building activity game, but it's basically everyone dresses in white and um you get kind of uh paint bombs of sorts whether they're in it's balloons or it's powdered pigment or something and each team has a different color and you just kind of in a field basically like there's different ways to do it but like attack each other and you know it's just it's just good fun like everyone's just having fun kind of coating each other in their colors so that's basically exactly what this is right but it's it's played in a more you know um more animation style cartoony world and it's and that's what's fun about it it's like it is just a surface level it's just color and bright and paint and what who like who doesn't smile with paint you know like colorful paint always makes everyone smile a little thing i want to talk about with the weapons before we completely leave it is the ability to test any of the weapons Mm -hmm. which i really love that you can go for free like into the weapon shop and there is like a, a testing range that you can go to and try out anything that you could possibly buy. And that's such a nice feature because you don't have to then, because you earn kind of points or money. I, I don't really know exactly what it's called in the game, but it, it's essentially money whenever you're playing battles and you increase in rank. So you, you do have kind of um, a, a purse to go through that is how much you have to spend on various things. So it's not all infinite or unlimited, but you can then like spend time practicing with a weapon and and know for sure, like, Oh, I don't like using the paint bucket or I don't like using, you know, the bazookas and I prefer a roller or vice versa. And you don't, so you don't have to go through spending kind of your earned winning money to, waste time with a weapon that you didn't know that you could use and I, and I really like I like that it feels um I don't know it, it it just gives you this really nice advantage of of not getting cornered into something that you didn't want to do like you get a lot of choice and all of the weapons also have special attacks so there's either a second ability kind of like a um grenade style paint bomb thing that will deplete your ink very quickly but cover a large area and every weapon has a kind of like a throwable and then there's also a special attack that you get after accumulating so many points during the game it then gives you these special attacks and then you get more points for using the special attacks and those attacks often cover larger areas or do silly things like blow giant bubbles that (laughs) (laughs) give attention to everybody (laughs) i like the rain cloud i think the rain cloud's nice they're just all little quirky things that kind of make the map end up looking a little bit manic when everyone's using their stuff but it kind of amps it up because it gets very exciting because no one can use a special attack right off right in the beginning of the game because no one has enough points to do it so everyone's kind of on the same playing field when it comes to how many special attacks you can potentially put out there you know you mentioned about the testing range right the testing range is in kind of the weapons shop and Mm -hmm. the shops there are multiple ones there are also multiple clothing stores as well Mm -hmm. which kind of leans into the fact that the world of splatoon is almost like so cool it hurts 
Like, <laughs> yeah. It is like everything about this game is just super cool. And I did some research into why and how this is such a thing. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of fashion influence in Splatoon. Like the, the, there are lots of clothes that you can buy, but the whole kind of all of these a lot of these items are based on other things. Mm-hmm. So Splatoon is very heavily focused on Japanese culture and like kind of the fashion areas of Japan. And that makes it mega cool for us, right, in the mm-hmm. Western world as well, because it's a super cool and exotic thing. Like it, and all of the fashion is really amazing. Apparently, as well, there's lots of hip hop and skateboarding references throughout. Mm-hmm. So Marina and Pearl, who are like they're kind of like the narrators of the game, um, they present the kind of the games types that are available to you. They dress like Biggie and Tupac. Yeah, they're like the MCs. And it's kind of incredible that they went that route with it. Um, <laughs> and even like some of the other fashion stuff, like they, they kind of replicate things that exist in the real world. Like there are, like, are you familiar with Yeezys, the sneakers? Like yeah. Kanye West's like design? Yeah. They have like mega expensive Yeezy-like sneakers in the game, which my character has. <laughs> I bought those. <laughs> like fashion is a huge element of this game. Oh yeah, and there's like skater fashion too, yep. and like surfer fashion. Like I have um, bright yellow Doc Martin style boots mm-hmm. on mine, some aviator sunglasses, and stripy T-shirt. Like you can, the ability to customize your character basically any way you like is really exciting. And there's so many different ways to acquire the different fashions. It makes it really cool. And some are harder to get, which then makes the item even more desirable. And again, that whole um, your winnings purse or your, I guess you're just your wallet of, of what is that? Like, what is it's not it doesn't say money. Those points that you get that you can yeah. spend on all it's of like your credits. Items. Some description. Yeah. So they. uh you can use that to buy either weapons or clothing and that the clothing can give you some abilities, which is nice that it's not completely useless, but most of it is just style oriented and you can get them on. Do you have the app? Did you do that? Yeah, I had the Nintendo online app and it has like a Splatoon component to it and you can get some limited edition like items there. So my character was a leather jacket, which came from, the online app i found it and then i could go pick it up in the game yeah and that changes like uh daily or Mm -hmm. if anyone is wearing something you can kind of like click on the other person like anyone the whole mechanic of the game is kind of based on like a city square and then there's all these shops and things around and then there's like the battle arenas and you kind of walk around this square first before entering and doing anything and if you see any other person walking around the square with an outfit on, you can like click on them and you can kind of essentially order what they're wearing, which is kind of neat. And then some are really limited and you can't find them or they're very expensive. And it, it just, it's really exciting to find all of the different pieces of clothing that you would then feel like, ah, yes, this is my character and I put in time and effort and I match this up and this is who I am. And you really make it your own. In addition to the fashion that you are creating on your character, you kind of pick the hairstyles and stuff that you can have, which I mm-hmm. think is pretty cool. And I think it's pretty great because, Mike, um, you play as a 
designated female character, but yeah. it's because you really liked their hair. The hair you thought they cooler. had a wig. <laughs> cooler the, the, hair. Like the, the, like the quote-unquote female character, right? Because they're, they're pretty ambiguous with it, which I think is a great thing. Yeah, like, it What is. would traditionally be considered as the female character, I think look way cool, looks way cooler than the male character in this yeah, game. Yeah, they really should just say like short hair, long hair, and just let you pick, you yeah. know, like... Because it's also the way you're dressed. You can decide to have more feminine or more masculine or more neutral clothing. It really doesn't matter. Like, they kind of make you pick a, a, a gender in the beginning, but, it, like, it doesn't... It's not very clear. So it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter. And then they make you pick an eye color, but never a hair color because the color of your tentacle hair ends up being whatever match you just recently played because the colors get arbitrarily assigned to you at any time and i i really like that because then that that also doesn't marry you to any affinity of anything it's like oh you get excited when you're like yes i get to finally play as bright pink and that's fun and then if you leave the game at the time that you just played a bright pink match then you stick around with like bright pink hair for a little while and And they are like the most vivid colors ever seen by humans i don't know how they (laughs) do it so good i love the colors in this game it's so good and shiny and random and it's just the randomness in this game like we talked about with the maps being random, the colors are random, the music is random. It just, every map, I don't think it has a song necessarily associated with it. Like you said, there's the ones that come up at the very end when it's kind of like the last minute and there is the waiting screen music mm-hmm. that you can kind of have a little fidget moment with, with moving the sticks around and changing yep. the tonality of it. I think that's, you you discovered that and you mentioned it to me and I was like, that's so awesome. <laughs> it's one of these little Nintendo things. Where it's like sometimes you can be in those waiting rooms for like a couple of minutes waiting for the teams to be matched up. But when mm-hmm. you're sitting there, like you'll know if you play Splatoon long enough, you'll know this song that's playing, right? It's like, it's, it's I think it's pretty iconic at this point. Mm-hmm. But if you press any of the buttons or move the sticks around, you can add sound effects and change the tempo and speed of the music, which I, I think is hilarious. So after you mentioned that to me, my son was playing and I was watching him play and he's just fiddling around with the sticks while waiting and like changing all the mu- the tones and he's going, Ooh, and I'm like, you knew how to do that? He's like, yeah. He's like, I've been doing it. I'm like, I never noticed. So well, he so figured it out. You're just a patient adult yep. who sits and waits, you know, and yeah. he is like a, an impatient and curious kid. So he's going to be pressing everything. Well, I'm all sad. I like get on my phone and I'm like browsing Instagram yeah, while I'm waiting. Like I'm doing other stuff like fidgety and he doesn't have a phone to be browsing Instagram. <laughs> so he's figured out like all these cool little things in the game. And I'm like, oh, I should just pay attention to what I'm doing like through and through and enjoy it. And yeah, so that was pretty, that made me laugh. And I was like, oh, Mike d- just discovered this, told me about it. And then my son's been doing it um, and I haven't even noticed, but yeah, it's uh, that those little moments in the music. It we were talking about one of the streams about how we wish there were a soundtrack. And didn't you find one? A very helpful listener got me the soundtrack. Oh, sweet. I don't know where the soundtrack came from. <laughs> Did it fall off the back of a truck? Potentially. <laughs> Is it good? How is it for like listening music? Because I'm not a video game good. music listener. It's, it's very good. good. And so the, it looks like it 
the the soundtrack is called Splatoon. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it was like available in certain markets on CD. Okay. So like you can buy it, but it's not easy to get. And the places that seem to offer it for download, I don't know if I necessarily um, trust them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. But yeah, so like it, it is not. I, I think I believe it is sold like on Amazon in Japan. Right? Okay. But I don't know if they sell it outside of Japan. I wasn't able to find it on any music service or like digital music store that I use. Like, I couldn't find it on iTunes or anything. Um, but it is great music. Like, and there's a lot of it. The only thing about it is sometimes like I'm listening to it and like the final minute song <laughs> starts yeah. playing. Uh, what's going on? Right. But so, <laughs> uh, but outside of that, like there are a lot of tracks that are like six seconds, 12 seconds. Cause they're just like little things that they use, like the defeat music or the winning music or mm-hmm. that thing. But other than that, you have like some like three or five minute songs that are just really, really good, really good. And so cool. It's just, I, I just can't believe that a lot of times when people try and make things cool, it doesn't come out cool. But this just feels so that's, cool. That's what's so surprising to me about this game is they they took influences from cool kids in Tokyo mm-hmm. and made it work. Well, do, do the cool kids in Tokyo I think that this say, is cool? I would expect that maybe <laughs> they don't. But the game is trying to be cool. And mm-hmm. to us, at least, it works. Like, it is yeah. a very cool game. In terms of cool, I I really like this game, and I decided that I see in the little square, which is addictive to like walk around and see all the different things, that there was kind of this box for amiibo situation where you can get an amiibo. So I decided that I was going to go find one, and I found some on Amazon, and then I bought it, and it's all in Japanese. It's like the whole thing is in Japanese on the box. So I... I have no idea um, what any of it says. But then I found out that there were all these English ones and I didn't need to buy a Japanese one. No. It just, I just I'm not did. sure why you did buy the Japanese one. What, I don't what know. one well, did you get? It's um, the purple squid because I bought it for my kid, quote right. unquote, but right. I just yeah, took yeah, it out of, of the box for myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and haven't showed it to him yet because I'm like, I need to use this for my job and see how it works for this while you're at school so like i rip i tore into the box like an animal and i tried to not rip it too bad so i could tape back together and like give it to him but yeah so i tried it out and it really doesn't do much i gotta say no um my amoeba story isn't really that interesting because it turns out it doesn't do that much i have the original inkling girl that came out in 2015 do you have any other amoeba I have a um, I have a fallen off the truck amiibo card that someone unnamed right. who, I, who I won't amiibo. name. Okay. Yeah, because well, all the other ones were just missing. Like any of the games or things that I cared about, they were either like limited run in different countries, or yep. you just couldn't get a hold of them here. Yeah, like they're amiibo just always sold out. Amiibo are difficult to buy. I have a small collection of them. Um, that I've amassed over time. There's some cool ones, some that just came with like a deal on a game. Mm-hmm. Like the Nint- Nintendo's official store typically is the best place to get this stuff. And sometimes you can get them bundled in like limited edition packages and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
really for Splatoon, the amiibo support isn't incredible. Like with any of the regular characters, you can use it as a way to remember all of your preferences. So you could take it to some, like to a different, like to a friend or whatever and put it on there and it transformed the character you're playing into that person. But now with the Switch, you just bring your Switch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, See, this is like the original idea of Amiibo was this and they didn't really come up with any cooler ideas. Like in a bunch of other games, you get additional gear and stuff with Amiibo. Oh, Splatoon, I got a little uh, thing, a gear. Um, Okay, so you get a little thing. The, and they I have one goggles or something. I can't remember. Pearl and Marina, right? The the characters mm-hmm. we spoke about earlier. And if you get the Pearl or Marina um, amiibo, you get their clothing. Oh, that's cool. Which is kind of cool. That is really cool because Marina's kind of fly as hell. So, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I like her a lot. All right, gonna track those down. They don't have the greatest support, but again, like because the characters are so cool. As far as amiibo go, they are good looking little figurines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one I have, it's like the ink's all splattered up all over the place, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty dynamic. And it was Adam's favorite character, because that's what he wants to go for as Halloween, is he wants to be the little inkling boy, but can change into a squid. So I got to figure out how that's going to happen. Good luck. Thanks, but I get to make a giant paint roller, and I'm super excited yeah, about the it. The thing is, it's like, you can do it. I mean, I our listeners in the past, I put, I've seen when we were talking about uh, Breath of the Wild, I put some links in our show notes to the Halloween costume that you made for uh, to to be Link, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, they've seen your skills. So I am very intrigued because Halloween is coming up pretty soon here to oh, see yeah. how you pull that one off. Well, I've already got the purple hair dye okay. that's standing by. So I think I'm going to do it in some sort of, like, hoodie transformation situation. So we'll see how that works out. But I'm confident. <laughs> <laughs> nervous but confident i believe in you I'm, I'm pretty proud that my son always wants to dress as a video game character for halloween <laughs> it raises Feels appropriate <laughs> i am good job mom <laughs> i also have one of the other little boys in the neighborhood says that he wants to be like um adam's mom and talk about video games that's <laughs> when so he grows cool. up <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> i feel pretty proud of that talking about uh talking about games we should talk about our next game, and it's one that you mentioned earlier on in this episode, and I know it's a game that you've been itching to talk about for a while. Yep. So we're going to be talking about another Switch game next, and it was an interesting pair-up between Nintendo and Ubisoft. Uh, we're going to be talking about Mario and Rabbids. <laughs> 